Blog Talk Radio. On keeping on, grind on, Hunter Chillin' and Varagani. Glad that Hunter Chillin' to join we for this year. Most the last day of Kwanzaa. So glad it could be your one more again for We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the Queen Quet head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad it could be the hostess for this year, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Hunter Chillin' know this year sponsored by the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, where Hunter can always find we. Go to gullahgeechee.net, gullahgeechee.net. At any time that Hunter want to crack Hunter teeth with we and things like that, and Hunter can't get you for seaweed, go on and send me an email to g-u-l-l-g-e-e-c-o at aol.com. And Hunter chill and know then we going to be able to get back with Hunter and let Hunter know if we're going on down yeah. Well, you know what this your program. But let her know what just the going on now, what been a going on in the city, back of Yona, and all that kind of thing. But who we be? We be uplifting to live in legacy and pay ancestral homage for this program. So this evening, we want to take one moment of silence for we first minister adornment. Halim Golabini. Ashe. This evening, we're so glad if I had a short time for coming together around this short thing. Well, honey, yet at this time, like, yeah, one of them Guzu Sava principles called Kuamba. My brother even got it near the Kuamba when it write and do it poetry and all that kind of thing like that. So this year, what, been in my family long time. We've been a user. And like all the other rest of what, what they part in Guzu Sava, Kuamba come from Swahili. And the Gullah Geechee Tal Tal. But Kuamba means creativity. So Hunter Chillin, on stands for V Gullah Geechee, then Chillin had to have plenty creativity. We ancestors them had to create a own culture in another person's land. Had to create cultural landscaping, Panisia Sea Island sand. From Jacksonville, North Kakalaki, to Jacksonville, Florida, and 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John River. All of this year, the way we be. This is the land of the Gullah Geechee. So we're so glad that this evening will be up for one more watch night, too. We know plenty of children. You done get your hopping john together. 
honey, and get that greens and thing together, and honey, to get ready for get that, you know, press up and clothes and things like that. The way you go throwing, now some of y'all, y'all ain't care where you throw on midnight. Most of y'all almost come, but y'all almost know to the watch night service. But y'all just come on out again for the prayer and for the prayers, just like we ancestors been to do since 151 years ago. They've been together to wait for that special night for coming true. That day would have been going to be freedom. And that then, when they start to celebrate emancipation after that. But they have watch night every year. This is your time. Leading up into that. And we don't crack my teeth about watch night. I plenty of the rest of the time, other years, and things like that. And if one of the data, upon we Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, or one of the data, upon Twitter, which is at Gullah Geechee, one of see earlier today, we done repost thing from the archive of this year, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, called Watch Night Wishes. And one can always find that from www.gullahgeechination.com. Now, even in the midst of enslavement, we ancestors have been fine way for create way to freedom. Even if your songs and things like that, what a South Carolina state music, and what a we aunt music of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and we official music of the Gullah Geechee Nation, a spiritual, been creative way for hiding inside a message and things like that. So that when the buck the yeti them, then yeti one thing. But when we the yeti them, we aren't yeti on another thing. They're in creativity at the best. Then we had them what make the battle board and cast net for Guayano Chona and get things for Nam Pun and bring them in and things like that. So even today, when we the look Punisia, we look upon sweet grass basket. We look from the handmade quilting thing like that. And when we just had to stop the quilting for come back here for do the show. And other thing, the first thing was should have come to mind, the creativity. But now, 100 children yet this year, and then Guzu Sava, the sixth principle of Kwanzaa. Let me correct my teacher the rest of the way so I understand what Dr. Karangadam may put down as what it been mean. To leave our community more beneficial and beautiful than we inherited it. Kuamba, to leave our community more beautiful more beneficial than we inherited it. Now, you would say, well, hmm, that's interesting. So in other words, you don't use your creative ability, dry long soap. You're using it for a specified purpose and with a focal point for the betterment of the entire community, the upliftment of the entire community, not for the sake of being purely ornamental. Yes, many of the things that we are able to do and that we continue to do are things that beautify the community because of the creativity that the Creator blessed many different people of African descent with. And that is something to be appreciative of. Because I know many people who say, well, I don't have a creative bone in my body. I think they'd be storing when they say that now. They just have not pushed themselves to recognize the things that they can create. If we are made in the likeness of God and God is the creator, then all of us have something within us that reflects that creativity, Kuamba. But are we using it in the way that the Nguzu Saba is referring to, to leave our community more beneficial and beautiful? then we have inherited it. Now, bills of Hunt, Nia, which 
I thank everyone who tuned in for the hour-and-a-half broadcast special that we had yesterday with the many chiefs. And so definitely talking about protocols, talking about responsibilities and the purpose of having chiefs, and looking at NIA purpose as making our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Now, in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness, if you were to look back in time, all the way back to the motherland, and many of us, our first encounters with what is truly of Africa is Kemet. But we're taught to call it Egypt today. And because of distorted Hollywood films, many people don't realize that Kemet is on the continent of Africa. It is part of the motherland. How much greater could you get? How much greater could you get than Kush? How much greater can you get than Timbuktu? These are the places where African greatness manifests itself that we still have in documentation initially, places where mathematics and science and philosophy and these types of things came out of astrology, letters, numbers, writing systems. These things evolved out of this African greatness that we yet now seek to restore. Part of that restoration process is recognizing and appreciating those within our community that are the innovators, the creators, the artists, the people who are able to use both parts of their brain to create things at various times that are necessary for that moment. And so that's why tonight I wanted to hone in as we talk about this topic on some specific things that normally when people think of creativity and they think Gullah Geechee, people pop right in their head, sweet grass basket. That is extraordinarily creative. That is a craft and a tradition of the Gullah Geechee Nation, but it is not the only one. People often come up to us and say, oh, I'm a quilter. And then the quilts that they show us, we wouldn't consider it a quilt. We consider it a mat or we consider it a throw. And it's obvious that it's been made on a sewing machine. And that fits for museums and that fits for display. But what our ancestors passed down, especially within my family, was traditional handmade quilts that you sewed together with weight to them to the point that people many times might have to help you put this quilt on and take this quilt off in the morning. I still have several of those now. They make my knee hurt now. And so you have this kind of creativity coming out of our ancestral lineage, coming out of our elders to say, how can we survive in a climate in North America in a way that we did not have to survive when we were home in Alkevulan? Now, quilting went back to Mother Africa from the Gullah Geechee Nation due to many Gullah Geechees that repatriated, left here during the War of 1812 and at other periods of time went to Canada and between the American Revolution and the War of 1812, ended up in Canada, and then when they started repatriation to today's Liberia, they were part of the initial founding of Liberia, and Freetown and Sierra Leone. They became the Creoles there. The quilting that you find in West Africa was taken back from here to there because they did not need to quilt there. They made textiles there, you see. And when we talk about Sea Island cotton, Sea Island cotton is a part of the Kemetic cotton family or Egyptian cotton family. 
long staple sea island cotton. So when we talk about textile production, you have to start where the seed is with the cotton. Well, by the same token, we have to start where the seed is. Talk about Gullah Geechee creativity. And that seed first got extracted from Mother Africa. That seed got replanted in the soil of what is the Sea Islands. And from Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida, and 30 to 35 miles inland onto what's often referred to as the Low Country and Northeastern Florida, you still have creative peoples who continue to this day to not only keep these traditions that I mentioned, boat making, cast net making, quilting, crab trap making, all of these things as well as sweetgrass that they make by hand, but also being able to still navigate and cultivate a cultural landscape in spite of the odds against doing so, but doing it in such a way that it would not just be ornamental but beneficial to an entire community of people from the 1600s up to the present day. And so when we talk about Kuamba, in my mindset, when I reflect back on my own community, I don't automatically simply think of these what people call handicrafts. I think of them secondary to the creative knowledge that it took to even develop a culture from a multiplicity of African cultures. Our ancestors were from Angola all the way to the Senegambia region and some from Madagascar, did not speak the same languages, were different ethnic groups even from the same countries from the continent, and then got blended together but managed somehow to put together their language, put together their food ways, put together their spiritual practices, and create a culture that now the world is becoming more and more aware of and that more and more people celebrate, especially those of us who are Gullah Geechee by bloodline. And that is the true centerpiece of creativity for me when I think about Kuamba in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So when we talk about to leave our community more beneficial and beautiful than we inherited it, that word inherited for me to have something passed down to you, given to you by those before you. Let me tell you something. The greatest inheritance the Gullah Geechis have ever received was not only Mudawit, but also faith and land. And having land be an inheritance that you can actually calculate, that you can document, this is a great inheritance that our ancestors saw. They had vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. They had the vision to see into the future, which is now our present, to their children's children's children, and knew that by finding creative ways to keep their skills honed, even while being considered chattel, they continued to work their minds and work ways that they could do trade with others so that they could then have this thing of exchange called money in the Western world that could be utilized to buy their freedom. And for those who were sitting there that night in 1862 and 1861, 1860, praying each December 31st for this Freedom Day, Freedom Night services, as they prayed, 
They were praying for themselves and their future progeny that they would one day be free and have a land of their own to return to, to be part of. And they created ways amongst themselves to put aside the resources to make that a reality. They didn't just pray. As a person who I also want to dedicate this show tonight said, one of our Gullah Geechee's sacred ancestors, Philip Simmons, the blacksmith that many of you have heard of around the world, he would say, yes, praying is all right, but you've got to get up off your knees and do something. And so the people that get up and begin to do things, to mold out with what they have right where they are and make the most of it and the best of it for as long as they can are those that truly embody creativity. And then when they are able to use it in a way that doesn't just benefit the individual, but benefits family, benefits those around them, benefits the village, benefits the family compound, they broaden it and they then benefit the community. As you will often hear me say, for me the word community means it unifies you what you have in common. So if the commonness was for freedom, the commonness was for land ownership and land maintenance within the context of leaving an inheritance, a wise man, a wise woman leaves an inheritance to their children's children's children, well then we have to find creative ways to buy our way out of freedom, fight our way out of freedom, escape into freedom, and then find ways to then make a space that's going to benefit the family so that the family can be a benefit to the community. That community is part of a nation, and that nation can be beneficial in the world. And so we have to now, as African people, be living embodiments of these seven principles of Kwanzaa. We, Huda Gullah and Ting Lagarere, not just think about singing, not just think about dancing, not just think about painting, we the Yeti, creativity. Keep in mind is to leave our community more beneficial and beautiful than we inherited it. So all the paintings we can hang on the wall, all the dances we can do, all the songs we can write won't mean much if they don't benefit the entire community and they don't seek to serve a purpose near that is going to be uplifting to all of us that are involved. And if the basis of them are not such that there is some cooperative economics that is also a part of it, then we are running into more issues of how to maintain the inheritance that was left. How do you maintain land ownership in a Western world where money is the major focus if you don't find creative ways, legal ways, to be able to have the funding you need? So that we have to then gather together and from Ujama to get Ujama, the cooperative economics going, we need Ujima, the collective work and responsibility. And in order for us to do that, we have to have Kujijakalia to be self-determined that we will be the manifestation of Umoja, unity amongst our people. And this, we could do the same way our ancestors did it, by faith, also by working. Work together, Chilla. Don't you get weary. Great camp meeting in the promised land. And so 
as we venture toward in these next few hours, Imani, which is faith, the final principle of Kwanzaa, and we journey toward what we celebrate here in the Gullah Geechee Nation as Emancipation Day. Keep in mind this principle of leaving our community more beneficial, where beneficial in the Western world means favorable or advantageous, resulting in good. All right? It also in law means of or relating to the rights other than the legal title. So, again, we have more to fight for in regard to human rights when we talk about our community being beneficial as well as making this favorable conditions for all of us to live in together so that we leave to our children's children's children an inheritance that was more beneficial to them than even what our ancestors and our elders left to us and that is beneficial to a community as a whole and not just one or two folks just because they can to you or because you like them for now, or just for you as one individual, but for the entire community. One of the issues that people often think about is how many people are creative and how they are exploited as artists, entertainers when I say artists, but also artists that do a myriad of things that are classified as art, paintings and all of these things. People never are paid fully what their gift is necessarily worth. And so when we start to think about that and how that's been exploited and turned around, we need to definitely put a focused energy on evolving the dynamics of creativity, how it has been used, how it can be used within our community to better ourselves and better all around us and all those that have yet to enter into this realm of existence. And I feel as we do that, we would make our ancestors definitely proud. And so tonight, as I've done each night, and y'all have been pretty quiet throughout the week, but on here you've been quiet on the phone lines and not in the chats, and I appreciate it. I see that Culture Journeys is with us again tonight, a Bargani, so glad he hunted the day. And I know that many of you have been keeping up, though, with our blogs on com. You have been liking them there. You've been sharing them and so on. We appreciate everybody who's been Google plusing us and adding us to your circles as we share those blogs and share this show. And we'll be having a whole replay of the entire lineup of the week on tomorrow on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. You can also start following us now on Instagram on there as Gullah Geechee as well. And many of you are well aware that Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is on Facebook. We are about six people short of reaching our fan number for 2013. So I am praying that tomorrow I can announce that we did cross that barrier. We are six people short and $600 short 
on a fundraiser for this year for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. So please, if you have the opportunity at the time, go to Facebook, look up Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and like the page before midnight. And also, please go ahead and go to the Gullah Geechee. You can go on that same page and click the Give button, or you can go to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, and you'll see a gold box that says Give. Click on there, and every dollar counts. And that goes towards Gullah Geechee land and legacy. So we ain't just crack we teeth, but they, we to live what we to talk about. And so we want to open up the phone lines in case there's something that you want to share this Kwanzaa, especially on this night of creativity. The phone line is now open at 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. And I already recognize this number, and it's really interesting that R.D. will call in tonight, uh, Abargani. <laughs> Abargani, quick, quick, greetings. How are you? You had a ban. I'm doing well, but I thought that I saw that you had a ban on you being able to call into the show, a personally inflicted ban. It didn't last a good 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) I said I'm banning myself because I said I know I have a tendency to ramble when I I do that, so I said you have to put a ban or put the stick down and make sure I I stay within my, 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 my guess that I don't digress. But I'm I'm so enjoying the show tonight, and one of the things that uh, that I, I when you were talking about all the great uh, talents and creativity of people, especially when you're dealing with the the Ifas and Benin and Nigeria, and you mentioned something that I've gotten to a debate with with a couple of people about in the past about iron gates and iron work because for some reason yeah. they assume that. Enslaved Africans who came came over here and they were doing on job training and were taught by white enslavers. <laughs> right. And this is right. how you make the gates and this is how you're gonna do the gates and if you do well we'll let you stay on, but if you don't, we'll give you some other job. I said they distinctly went after and if they don't want to believe you can look at Nigerian uh artwork, Ifa artwork, going back to mm-hmm. Benin in the twelfth century, these people can Definitely. make full sculpture body <laughs> artwork. Right. That just that was as great as Egypt anywhere else, and people know that. And you can see some of this in some of the museums, even though I kind of have a thing about some museums that that, that yeah. kind of hide stuff. But there, at least that. I know it, and that have full mask. And I'll make sure to send some links on Facebook. Um, Please. But I know you know, but. Yes, because I've seen them myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nothing for them to make an iron gate. I mean, it's like, okay, no. this is kindergarten work. And what I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not <laughs> trivializing that, that work, because the iron, those, the iron gates, these wrought iron gates, the whole skill brought over here, the reason why you see so many of them in the, in the South is because they're lending out all these other right. enslaved Africans to go and create them for other plantations. People don't realize how Absolutely. much. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And not just lending out, renting out. Renting. Actually see? renting out. Big yes, money. And the person who's being rented wasn't getting paid. But nope. the person who was the enslaver was getting paid. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And along mm-hmm. with the wood carvings that, that like I said, if right. you see these carvings they've done over in West Africa, Benin, Nigeria, which I know you have, um, I'm talking to the people that 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 want to say, well, no, they were taught this, and then no. they did it on on-job training, and I'm like, this is this is in the blink of the eye. And so the simplest of the things which we just are, are in awe about these beautiful broad iron gates in Savannah in the South, and even going over to New Orleans and all these other places right. that are brought over by. These things, are, they, they knew it. It's really what you call, you make this gate under duress and coercion. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. Right. That's and, what it is. And also when you even mention the wood carvings, 
I immediately saw an image of our burial areas here flash before my mind. Because although we don't gate off a burial area, we do have ornamented burial areas where wood carvings by master carvers were throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation. And we have had anthropologists and sociologists and others steal these things from graves and end up having them in museums or have whole slideshows of this stuff. And then Mm. when you approach and say, well, where would you have gotten us the Ava Ava? You know, and so... (laughs) You know, it, and so this is an ongoing thing of the exploitation of African creativity, yes. which you know this ain't the end of us discussion. No, no, <laughs> so definitely, no. I, I appreciate you bringing this up, but, you know, we about to get ready for when everybody gears up to learn about who we be, which is Black History Month. So, you yep. know, we're going to really be hitting them hard then. That's but right. I sure appreciate you of all the folks in the world calling in tonight to talk about creativity because just before the show began, someone asked us did we have any more of the Gullah Geechee Tree of Life catchers left oh, because wow. she wants to purchase them. And so I told her we might have two. So, you know, so definitely <laughs> I appreciate you for being our current Minister of Adornment and definitely for sharing on a creativity with all of we and making the world for know just who we be. And so definitely, R.D., you know we back in tomorrow at 7 o'clock right here for We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And we know this your time, Hillen. We have a goal for Hunter Chillin'. Keep using Hunter creativity and keep knowing who Hunter to be. This year the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Glad he Hunter tuned into this your station. Harambe! 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 Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.